Are you ready for a gigantic NBA slate of games? There are 12 of them on Wednesday. That's 24 teams. So many things are going to happen. We're going to be abreast of it. You've got to pay attention. And we're going to look at that with the daily look ahead. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here. And it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am also Carlos Boozer's personal beard groomer. And I'm the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com as well. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by me because I was supposed to have something there and then I forgot that it wasn't on today's show. But that doesn't matter because I want to thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Don't worry. This is not the only show we do today. There is a recap show coming later today of the two games from opening night. As usual, lots of stuff's happening. This is looking ahead to Wednesday. We've had the big injury report drop. There'll be little bits of trickle of information. And honestly... It's not too bad. We'll go through that. We'll go through stream of the day as well and just go through what is on my radar. So we'll get into that. We might as well just get into that right now and have a look at how things play out for Wednesday, the 25th. Yeah, Wednesday, the 25th of October. And I will start just by, well, we're going to start by looking through um, some injuries and what we know at the moment. Of course, a couple of these just updated after I did it, but that's okay. We'll talk through it. And I did hear you guys say, hey, the O and the Q look too similar on the graphic. I feel ya. So we've, we're writing out, out as a full word, and I've changed the colors. Red is out. Blue is questionable. There you go. That worked better? Hope so. As expected, Jaden McDaniels is out in Minnesota. So that means that you're going to get more minutes for Kyle Anderson. Maybe you get more minutes for the Wizard of Nas, Nas Reed, and you get more minutes for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Back end, it's maybe Minot or Lyndon Miller that push up, but it definitely increases that value for Anderson, uh, who's a really strong 12-team league guy in that situation, and Alexander-Walker as well. The other surprise one was Terrence Mann. And no, no, let's, no, no, no. This does not mean that he's getting traded, right? Every time a player who's been rumored in a trade gets put onto the injury report, everyone just assumes it's because they're holding him out for a trade. I am here to tell you that that just isn't what happens. We will see. You know, everyone will claim this and they'll do the wind horse fingers meme and all that sort of stuff, which I know people will do all the time, all right? And they'll claim this, this is what's happening. But no one will think about it when Terrence Mann plays another game for the Clippers. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he never plays a game for the Clippers again. And this is a fake injury, but I have seen this happen. I've done 4,000 shows. Plus, watch the NBA for years before that. I've seen so many times that this happens where this guy's, oh, is he getting traded? And then, no, he's not. He comes back. They don't normally, if they are working on a trade for somebody, they will literally say, he is sitting out because we are doing a trade. Anthony Davis was one of them for the Pelicans. Uh, Tyreek Evans, that happened to a while ago. Then he never got traded. So it's, just, it's, not, it's not something that, look, may, maybe it does happen, but that's not what's happening here. As a general rule, don't leap to that conclusion. Anyway, Terrence Mann's out. 
he was announced as the starter. I don't know who's going to start, but I would have to imagine that it's Robert Covington, which then puts Covington into massive streamer territory. Now, there is 12 games on, so streaming might not work for you. But there are certain players, we're going to go throughout the streamers later, that are probably going to put up top 100 value for Wednesday. So if you are in an absolute unlimited situation to add players and you've got rosters or whatever, or someone gets an injured spot and something's open, you might be able to actually grab someone off the wire for Wednesday and slot them into your starting lineup ahead of some of your bench players. Be aware of that. But don't sacrifice to win this week. Don't sacrifice just to get an extra game in this week. So Terrence Mann's out. So Covington will probably start. It means a few extra minutes for someone like um, Nico Batum. Probably puts Marcus Morris or KJ Martin back into the rotation. I don't think it impacts much with guys. It will probably impacts Westbrook, actually. And what it really could do is if Bones Highland is out, because he is questionable, Westbrook's going to have to play a lot. And then I don't know who the backup point guard is. Norm Powell, he's not really a point guard. Amir Coffey, also not really a point guard. BJ Boston, not really a point guard. Also on the injury report, as probable. So they could be in real trouble if both Mann and Highland are out. And we know Mann is out. Luka Doncic is questionable. Um, it does appear that he is trending towards playing. And then out of nowhere, Zach Collins is questionable with an illness. So if Collins is out, I would expect that Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey starts. And Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey starting is a 12-team startable player. Maybe they go with Don Barlow. But Bassey was that guy. I don't think they put Victor Wembanyama as the starter and put Trey Jones into the starting lineup. I don't think, or I don't think Wemby starts at center. I, I think it'll be Bassey and Barlow and Mamu, Mamu Kalashvili, who get that opportunity. So watch that one. Jarrett Allen's been ruled out. He probably misses the rest of this week. So that boosts the value of Karis Levert. It boosts the value of George Niang. It probably boosts the value of um, Damian Jones as the backup center, but he's not going to get tons of minutes. Mobley plays center. Um, so it's more for Niang, more for Levert. Uh, they're probably in more for a quarter coming off the bench as well. And Josh Richardson's been ruled out for Miami. I didn't think he was going to start. Kyle Lowry will get that start. Um, Jaime Huckers is on the inj- was on the injury report, but he's not anymore. So watch for Huckers to get some minutes. Watch for Duncan Robinson, who I didn't have in my 240-game rotation initially. He'll play it, and then maybe it's a Jamal Kane or Drew Smith that has to push into extra minutes. Because at the moment, it's only Lowry and Hero as ball handlers, and Smith is a point guard, so maybe he gets some playing time um, with that group. If you look at some other injuries, Larry Nance was questionable, but I believe he is not on the injury report. I'm just going to double check that. Yeah, Larry Nance is not on the injury report, so he should be good to go, which hurts someone like uh, Jonas Valanciunas in those in that value in his value. Highland, I already said, is questionable. Jaden Hardy is questionable. So if Luca is out and Hardy is out, well, that's a huge boost for Josh Green. It's a huge boost for Tim Hardaway as well in that scenario, and Seth Curry would have to play. And we would really look to Green and Hardaway as 12-team options. If Luca's out and Hardy's ready to go, then he becomes a 12-team guy. Dwight Powell, also questionable. So if Powell is out, then Rashawn Holmes and Derek Lively will get the bulk of those minutes with a bit of Maxi Kleber. So obviously Lively's value would be solid and Holmes' value increases. Dennis Smith is questionable um, up in Brooklyn. If he is out, then Lonnie Walker and Cam Thomas get those backup minutes, but that doesn't matter for most leagues. And Jaime Huckes was questionable, but he is not anymore. And then we've got one more page of injuries to go through. Some big ones broke for Detroit in particular. Boyan Bogdanovich out for four weeks minimum. Monte Morris out for a few weeks. Um, Isaiah Livers out for more weeks as well. I think that what this means, I don't know that they start Jaden Ivey. I think that what we get here is a lot more Alec Burks, a lot of Joe Harris, 
and a lot more Killian Hayes. And Burks and Hayes, if they get 28 minutes, they will be 12-team options. I wouldn't rush to add them. I don't think that it's awesome value. Now, I drafted Bogdanovich in industry pickup yesterday with my last pick, slotted him straight into IR, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But if you don't have an IR situation, you can't hold Bogdanovich. He's got to go. As for Morris, him being out again helps Ivy, helps Hayes. Hayes is going to flirt with 12-team league value here. And Burks and Harris get a significant boost. And if you're in very deep leagues, old mate Stanley Amude, I think that's how you say it, he is going to probably get some rotation minutes too. Um, Kenrich Williams is out for the Thunder, at least for two games. And with Pokishevsky's not on the injury report, but I'm not sure he's going to play. And Pig Williams out as well. Look for old mate. And unfortunately, I, I can't do the sound bites. It's I know it's frustrating, but... Olivier Saar. It's Olivier Saar. I can't even do it myself. You know who he is. Hey, Olivier Saar, deeply guy behind Holmgren. And then in Sacramento, Trey Lyles is out. So that means Alex Len probably jumps into the rotation and a little bit more stability for someone like Sasha Vezenkov. I don't know I call him Sasha. Sasha Vezenkov coming off the bench because Lyles was going to cut into some of those power forward minutes. So that's where we're at. If anything happens between now and when I do the daily recap show, we'll update those things then. That is... Uh, that is how we roll. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Yeah, Price Picks, they're back. And I can't wait. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And it's it's so easy to play and it's really exciting to play as well. It's just you straight up against numbers. That is it. You're not going up against thousands of other players. It's just you picking more or less on two to six individual player stat projections. And then you just watch the winnings roll in. PricePix also now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account. And PricePix have got this thing called the PricePix Reboot Policy. So your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So if you get a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return the second, that player gets rebooted. Yeah. PricePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So look at prize picks. Go look at those player stat projections. Look at the more or less options for this big 12-game Wednesday. You're going to be able to find plenty of options there to go with. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Repeat the offer. I don't know why I said that. I'm reading the wrong thing. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah. That is price picks. Okay, that is injuries out of the way. So what are we looking at now? It is the stream of the day at the moment. Now, again, trying to continue to do work on figuring out what sort of roster percentages make sense for leagues. And I did an informal poll on my Twitter today to understand what percentage of leagues or league size you guys are in. That's always going to be confusing because people are in multiple leagues. But I said, look, your main league, how deep does it go? And I think it's, it is also probably better to look at it in terms of players rostered. So a 10-team league is 130 to 140. A 12 is 156 to 168. A 14 is up to 200 players. And then 16 is 200 plus. So the data that I had on that was that 80% of people are playing in 12 or 10s. It was 26% playing in 10-team leagues or 10-team league size equivalents and 55 to 56 playing in 12-team leagues. That's about 80%. 11% in 14-team leagues and 9% in 16 teams or under or 16 teams or over. So when I'm looking, yesterday when I'm looking at the stream of the day, I looked for someone who was available in 65% or leagues fewer. I've actually dropped that number down now. We're going to use 55% as the cutoff 
for the 12-team um, streaming options. And we're going to use 30% for the deeper leagues, which is the 16-team one there. So when we're looking at 12-team category stream, Xavier Tillman is still available. Now, Taylor Jenkins hasn't confirmed the starter, but he he did say that he is leaning towards the cashier, Xavier T. Illman, to be the starter. Someone asked me, hey, why do you call him the cashier? Because he works at the till. He is a till man. It's a horrible pun, but the cashier actually flows because you can say he's out here cashing checks, you know, kicking ass, taking names. He's the money man. He's got that bag, but it's just because his name's Tillman. He is, he is not, he's not only a stream. So I'll say he's a stream of the day because he's available in so many leagues. You add him and you hold him. And then we see what happens. Yes, Santiago Dama might be a better player, but the Grizzlies don't like using Jaron Jackson at center. And Santiago Dama also isn't a center. They'll do it for a few minutes, but Tillman, they are more comfortable playing at center. So this doesn't just mean that Aldama plays 30 minutes and Jaron plays 32 and that's it. It's done. Every Grizzlies person you go and follow media guy will tell you, yeah, no, nah, they don't like playing Jackson at the five and Aldama can do little bits of it, but he's also not a five. So Tillman, I think I'm fairly, I'm like 85% confident he's going to be the guy that pushes up to 28 minutes. Aldama will get more, but it won't be 28. We'll see. In 12-team points leagues, Jeremy Sohan is available still. And again, like T. Illman, Sohan should be rostered in all leagues. Not only just points, but categories as well. But he did project out higher in a, in a points league than Tillman did. So he's the great stream of the day. We roster him and we hold. For 16-teamers, awesome for Bob Covington. Now, I would make an argument that if you stream in Bob Covington for 12-team leagues, you'd probably start him on Wednesday with 12 games on, considering that Terrence Mann is out. Now, he might not start, but I don't think it's going to be Batum, and I don't think it's going to be Morris. And regardless, just having Terrence Mann out of that rotation probably helps Covington play a little bit more. So he's a great 16-team stream, strong 14-team, and okay for, for 12. Unlike Tillman and Sohan, if you add Covington in 12-team leagues, he's not going to be a long-term solution if, as we assume, Terrence Mann retains that starting spot when he returns, which I've got no reason to... Got no reason to expect that to be anything different. In terms of positional streaming, we're going 55% rostered or under, one for each position. Kobe White is the point guard. Yeah, stream him in. You would start him and you will hold him rest of season. Shooting guard eligible player, Taylor Horton Tucker. Again, stream him in, start him, hold him. Good value on him for now. Robert Covington, you'd, you'd be able to start him. You won't hold him long-term, but he's a small forward eligible player who's available. Jeremy Sohan, yeah, same. Add start and Xavier Tillman at center. These are all under 55% rostered. So it should be available in a fairly significant chunk of your 12-team leagues and 10-team leagues as well. And maybe 14, but probably more 12 to 10. If we go to the deeper side of things and look more at 14-team leagues here, these guys are all available in under 40% of leagues. So Cole Anthony at point guard. Um, Gary Harris did pop up on the injury report as questionable, and I just actually saw Darius Garland has popped up as questionable for the Cavs. So that absolutely spikes Karis LeVert way up. All right, that spikes him way up if Garland does miss. Horton Tucker available. Robert Covington as well. Sadiq Bay pops in to replace Sohan because Sohan's at like 50%. Bay is probably going to start, and he's going to be a streaming option. Um, and then Tillman at center. These are all under 40% rostered players and that's yeah very clearly useful for majority majority of leagues yeah majority of leagues i say would be a um a fair way of uh approaching that and, and looking at that 
<sighs> All right. I'm just thinking what we're going to where we're going to go next. We'll head through what are we looking at now? Oh, we're looking at what's on my radar. Yeah. So let's look at what is um on my radar. I've got I'm still working out the best format here. I don't want this to ramble the show or to be so just bogged down to I've got to find four things in every game because it gets a bit boring of saying the same thing every time. So what I've done here is 12 games, 12 points. I think I think that might be getting to where the right format is here. So what's on my radar? Game one. Maybe I'll tell you what the games are. That would be a good idea, Josh. The Hawks, sorry, the Wizards and the Pacers. My main thing there is what happens with Avdia versus Kulabali. Kulabali. It's not Kulabali. I made a mistake with that, but it's also not Kulabali. It's Kulabali. 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 Okay, so Kulabali. Sorry, Kulabali. Is that right, everyone? Bilal, Kulabali. Better? I think that's good. Um, the Wizards game notes lists Avdia as a probable starter over Kulabali, but we need to see that and see how many minutes Bilal gets. The second game we look at is Atlanta and Charlotte. I just want to see how much Jalen Johnson plays. Bay and Hunter probably start, but does Johnson get 20? Does he get 25? The other complicating factor is that if a Kongwu is taking threes and hitting them, well, that takes away, and they want to play him and Capella together, well, that takes away the minutes for Johnson at the four. So while we might love what Jalen did, and we're not super enthused with Hunter and Bay, I'm with you on that. The path to those minutes is a little, little tight. I want to watch in the next game, Boston and New York. I want to see Emmanuel quickly. 29 minutes of Emmanuel quickly is really strong for fantasy. But if he gets 24, because Grimes, Barrett, Brunson, Hart, DiVincenzo are all cutting in, well, 24 is not going to cut it. So how they use him, how that impacts everybody else is really intriguing. I think he might get traded this year, to be honest. Houston and Orlando. I just want to see Amen Thompson. Not only do I see him play, but I want to see how he is used behind Van Vliet and Green. Does he get every minute behind them, which let's say 28 minutes? Do they play bloody Aaron Holiday at all? How do they utilize a men? Does he play at the three? Can he get 30 minutes off the bench? If he gets 25, absolute must roster player. If he gets 18, borderline, but you still hold if you've got him just in case. I want to see that. I want to see Minnesota Toronto. I want to see Nas Reed, the Wizard of Noz. Unbelievable per minute producer. Do they just play him? And maybe they do with McDaniels out. Him, Towns, and Gobert as all 96 minutes at the four and the five. Because that would mean that he would get close to 30 minutes and that would be amazing. So we'd look to use him there. So he's not a bad ad with McDaniels out. But it also means zero minutes for Kyle Anderson at the four, which again, Anderson is significantly better at the four than the three. But with McDaniels out, maybe he needs to play the three. But maybe they just put Alexander Walker in that position or into the lineup. Edwards plays the three, and then Anderson's still getting back up four minutes, which then negatively impacts what Reed can do. So we do need to see how that plays out. Detroit and Miami, there's a lot to see here. What the hell the heat rotation looks like? How does Kyle Lowry look? But importantly in Detroit, with the absence of Morris and um, Bogdanovich, does Killian Hayes start? Killian Hayes looked good in preseason. If you're looking for assists and steals... Well, he's going to turn into, in this little short period, maybe he doesn't, but he could be like subprime Ricky Rubio, a guy that would always hurt your field goal percentage, but is a great free throw guy and a very good assist and steals player. And I didn't know that Hayes would necessarily even be in the rotation, but with so many guys out at the moment, he's going to have a real opportunity here to maybe be interesting enough as a stream guy. The final six 
things that are, are on my radar. Brooklyn and Cleveland. Well, the absence of Allen was interesting. The Gull and questionable tag is interesting. But it has to be Ben Simmons. How does Ben Simmons look? How does it work with Claxton? Does Ben Simmons start and play 27 or does he play 35? Because that's really interesting. A 27-minute Ben Simmons becomes borderline rosterable. 35 becomes borderline top 50. It's a big difference. The Memphis center rotation, we want to watch that one in their game against the Pelicans. I do believe it'll be T. Ilman, but let's see how they run Kenny Lofton. Let's see how they run Aldama. Let's see how many minutes Jaron plays. For the Thunder game against the Bulls, I want to see... Um, I'm just looking at this. Holy shit, just got an update here. Um, Santiel Dharma is out. So there you go. That Xavier T. Illman stream of the day, straight up. And that really helped Zaire Williams as well. So Aldama out, sprained his ankle in practice yesterday. Uh, huge, huge. Tillman, absolute must roster. This is just dropped now, this news. Um, I want to watch Jalen Williams' usage, how that works with Giddy and Chet and Shea. Shea's talking, oh, I'm going to take a step back in usage. And I did say way back in like July, I said, I would take Shea top five, but I think there's a decent chance he doesn't finish there if he loses some usage and some of the free throw percentage stuff drops or some of the defensive stats. It's very easy for him not to be a top five player. Really simple. So watching that situation will be intriguing. The Jazz and the Kings, well, um, it looks like Kevin Herter will start and Chris Duarte is available. So we saw that. I still don't think Herter's a 12-team league guy. What I want to see is the Jazz point guard. Is it Horton Tucker? Probably. But then how does it work with Horton Tucker, Sexton, Clarkson, George, and Dunn? Do they all play? Do they play 20 minutes each? We need to watch how that plays out. For the, the, the Mavericks and the Spurs, there's so much to watch. Derek Lively, but also it's Wimby. Like We want to watch what Wimby does. But more importantly, I want to see how Wimby looks and how the minutes they give him. But how does Sohan look? And how do the Sohan, Trey Jones minutes go? How do they distribute those minutes? Does Sohan play exclusively at point guard? Do him and Jones share the court at all? And the last one we want to look at is the Portland Trailblazers and the Clippers and just watching the Clippers' power forward position to see how that all plays out and if it is Covington and how they run that rotation. And then, of course, what happens if Bones Highland does happen to be out. So that is the daily look ahead for Wednesday, October 25th with 12 games on. It's bloody exciting. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Odyssey and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.